for me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of Moving the Goalposts. Uh, I'm Nick DiMartino. I'm Liam Barwick. So you can follow us on, you can follow the Empty the Bench Network on YouTube. Uh, and you can follow us across, you can follow the show on social media at MTGPETB uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And the same thing, and you can follow the Empty the Bench Podcast Network on social media at ETB Network on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Nick DeMar, and you can follow Liam on Twitter, at LiamMTGP. Or, and on Instagram, you're at Liam827, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can follow uh, ETBpodcast.com, where you could get all the Empty the Bench Network podcasts, and you can listen to Moving the Goalposts wherever you get your podcasts. And we are presented by Wolf Spreads. Um, okay, so make sure to like and subscribe, blah, 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 all that. <laughs> all right. Um, so there's a lot to get to today. Uh, NBA trade deadline. Uh, there's been a bunch of blockbuster moves. Um, then A lot of teams riddled with injuries uh, or trying to make moves. Uh, namely, the Sixers traded away Patrick Beverly for draft picks i think trading away players for draft picks is very often or at least good players for draft picks is very often a sign of desperation it looks like Embiid is out for like the season uh with a torn meniscus i think it is i only know what a meniscus is because athletes keep tearing it it's like one of those body parts that you only know exists because of the injury um it's I I actually like almost feel bad for the Sixers, uh, and, and I think they're kind of trying to hide it. It looks like Embiid might not even be back for the playoffs, or even if he is back for the playoffs, it's going to hurt the Sixers a lot. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? No, well they well they first said that Embiid would come back in a month or two, unless that the meniscus needed to be repaired. So today, then they said it would be longer if it needed to be repaired. So today they did say it needed to be repaired. So if you think about he's going to miss more than two months, well, two months from now the playoffs will already have started. So he's gone for the season. Um, it was, I mean, again, so they waved the white flag there. They they trade Beverly. It was a good move for Milwaukee, who has been playing well and certainly hasn't been playing well this season as a whole defensively. They are not a good defensive team. And Patrick Beverly is, while he's not what he was on Houston, 
he's uh, or in LA, he's um, he's still a good defender and, and a good piece for them. Um, not, I mean, you you need depth in this league, and I think that the the whole Eastern Conference is trying to catch up with the Celtics right now. Um, so that was a, a, a good move, I thought, on the Bucks' part. Um, as for the Knicks, I thought they made a great move, uh, bringing back Alec Burks, and more importantly, getting Bogdan Bajanovic for Quentin Grimes, Flynn, and a uh, second rounder. Um, it adds a lot of depth, which the Knicks needed. Um, it gives them two guys who can play both sides of the court. Uh, they can create shots for themselves. Um, this was a good move, and it was a good depth move. And most importantly, the Knicks this year have acquired Ananobi, Precious Achua, Josh Hart last year, um, Burks, and Bogdanovich, all without having to give up a first-round pick. So they're still sitting on that treasure trove of first-round picks. So this is a good move for a few reasons. One, it gives them enough depth to make a playoff run. And two, it still keeps open the possibility of trading for a star next year. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think that's a very important part, which is not so much that the first-round pick for a team like the Knicks itself matters that much, other than as currency. Right. To be able to possibly trade. And I, you're right. I think that depth actually is a very underrated aspect of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams have a lot of depth. And if your team – and the Knicks hardly – just in general, they hardly gave up anything for Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can live without Quentin Grimes. Like, it's – like Yeah, it, I, I'm annoyed by – Knicks fans kind of annoy me because they were – at the start of the day, they were, like, making it seem like it was, like, a big deal if we got rid of Grimes. Like, it's it's, it's really not. not – he hasn't been that big. And also, we needed somebody now because you see Ananobi is going to be out probably a month or so. They needed somebody like Bogdanovich to come in and be that and be a, a fill-in for him. And then when he comes back, he'll be a good piece off the bench for him. And also, a lot of Knicks fans, this is going to be different than when Alec Burke was at Alec Burke was at the Knicks years ago because he was a starter back then. He's not going to be a starter. Right. He's got to come off the bench, give them good minutes, which you need quality minutes, especially because of the way that Tibbs plays his starters. You're yeah. going to need guys that can give you quality minutes. Well, a lot of times Tibbs overplays his starters. Right. Which has been a very common criticism. Uh, at least if you give him a better bench, he's less likely to overdo it with his starters. Right. Especially because the Knicks have had a lot of injuries this year. Like Randall Brunson got hurt the other day. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's been out for a while. That was a, a bad move. That was a big move. I also thought PJ Washington going from Charlotte to Dallas was a good move. Um, Dallas could be a team to watch. I think the West is really wide open. Um, you've got Dallas, you've got um, Phoenix, Clippers, Thunder, I think are all in the conversation. Where in the East, I think you really have two teams, the Bucks and the Celtics. And I think, I, I don't know what you think, but I, I think the Knicks are, are entering the conversation as the third team. Certainly Philly's out now. Well, I think the Knicks are and I would say they're entering it in a sense, but I mean like the the Knicks are not the Knicks are, record is the same as the Bucks. Um the problem is the Knicks have a lot of injuries. Uh and I mean the Sixers I think would be better than all of those teams. 
if not for Embiid getting injured. I agree. Uh, and the Cavs are ahead of us right now, too. Yeah, uh, but if you think the Knicks beat the Cavs in five games last year and they've improved the team since then. But just because it happened last year doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Well, so and, I agree. But, but, but it's not just that. It's not just that. Uh, I mean, I also, like, we're talking about the regular season. Where do they finish? Uh, and that matters, too. I mean, the difference between three and four can be pretty big. Uh, so we, I mean, the Knicks are definitely a playoff team, which Correct. is a pretty good problem to have when we're thinking about seeding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, where you're seated is, re- I mean, that could be a pretty big deal. Uh, it's probably not that big of a deal in the first round, but it certainly could be come the second round, uh, you know, home court advantage and all that. And the different, and the difference between home court could be night and day. Uh, that really could be, it, that really could be the difference. And sometimes the team that's seated higher is worse than the team seated lower when the playoff comes around. You, you just, sometimes it's just about getting hot at the right time. I mean, when the Knicks played the Hawks uh, a few years ago, the Knicks were seated higher than the Hawks, right. but you know, the Hawks were clearly a better team. Yeah. But that was such a weird year, COVID year and whatever, but also Cleveland is ahead of the Knicks by and, and the Bucks by half a game. As of taping, they'll probably be up by a game by the time this comes out on Friday night. But also, they've won 13 of 14 games. So that's they're not going to keep that pace up. So yeah. I think Cleveland will drop by the time that it's all said and done. I think well, you, all, you can say the same thing about the Knicks. Yeah, I, I think that the Knicks will probably finish in the four, in the three or the four. Yeah. I, I think don't that, think that they'll go ahead of Milwaukee. But well, 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 the thing is, is that like the East it has, I, I feel like the East is a, uh, it is a bit more of like, I, I wouldn't say the haves and the have nots, but there is certainly a bit of a drop off post Sixers. Yeah, it's top heavy. It, it's very yeah, it's much more top oh, heavy now. It is it, it is basically the those five teams, and then it's not even post Sixers, post Knicks now because the Sixers are out of the yeah exactly. Both I'm just saying in general. I mean, even without the Embiid injury, it was five teams. Now I would say it's four teams. Um, uh, so uh, it, yeah, very. The, the East right now is very uh, top-heavy, and I never thought that the Knicks would be a part of the top right? in a, in a top-heavy uh, top East. Well, it's it, odd as a Knicks fan to have competence. Yeah, like it's really, yeah, it's really – it feels sort of bizarre. Um, I, I've also – and I've mentioned this before. It also makes me feel stupid um, because I remember like – and it wasn't just me. It was, it was a common viewpoint amongst Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be like angry at Leon Rose and saying we should fire Tom Thibodeau. I mean, let's be honest. Tom Thibodeau is the best head coach we've seen in like 20 years on the Knicks. Right. I can't think of anybody that's been better, well, including Dan Tony. Yeah, I agree. And also, let's let's put into also perspective like conversations and and for instance, when the Nets signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and the Knicks. Now, the Nets had a couple of good years and the Knicks had a couple of bad years, but the Knicks signed Julius Randle, and there was a lot of, like, making fun of the Knicks and, and all that stuff at, at the time. Well, the Nets are a disaster right now, and Julius Randle is still on the Knicks and is one of the better players. Yeah. So the the narrative doesn't always shift, especially in the NBA, where things change on – you know, players' moods change on a dime. Yeah, NBA players are probably the moodiest – and of all athletes. The Knicks, you have to say, are one of the few teams in the NBA that really do play insanely hard every night. 
And that has a lot to do with coaching. Correct. And with the Knicks, for years, there's been a lot, there's been a perspective, at least, of them not caring. Right. And I think there was a certain amount of truth to it. Uh, players often not caring. And also not playing defense, which has also been an issue for the Knicks. Uh, but, I mean, the Knicks now actually have a bunch of good role players and right. a really good point guard. When's the last time we had a really good point guard? Yeah. Not, a great not, point guard, I would say. Yeah, uh, probably not some stars. A star point guard in my whole life. I don't think the Knicks have ever had a star it's point Marbury, but yeah. That's 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, and by the way, Stefan Marbury is not as good as Brunson is right now. No, no, of course. But like, it, it's just, it, it doesn't even, I mean, I barely remember Stefan Marbury. He was, he was playing 20 years ago. I remember he was the first Knicks jersey I ever got. Um, yeah. It was right around the time when he came out with the Starberry sneaker brand. Right. Yes. I swear <laughs> that. Uh, so that, that, I mean, to us, that is a huge deal. I mean, we have a star point guard, which is very important in the NBA. We have, uh, and by the way, Julius Randle is at least a borderline star also. Yeah. Uh, so we have star, we have star players, we have depth, we have coaching, and we can play defense. Those are four things that we just, we're just not used to having. Um, I mean, it shouldn't be that way. If we were a well-run franchise, that wouldn't, that would just sort of, we would be used to it to, a, to an extent by now. But we have those four things, which we didn't have before. Um, so, I mean, what you said, I, I mean, about the Nets and I mean, the thing is the Nets, that was like one of the, it, it, they were a super team that failed completely, basically. That's what the yeah. Nets were. Right. Um, if Kevin Durant's foot was a little smaller, they would have won. They would have won an NBA finals. They would have won that year. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's there's a lot. Uh, anything? Oh, did, and did you see that video with LeBron? Which one? Well, apparently he, there was one where apparently he was uh, teasing that he was suggesting that the Lakers were going to trade him. Well, there was that. And then he also had like that hourglass um, tweet where he just tweeted an hourglass out. What does that even mean? That means like he didn't. He never told. He never. He never um, explained it. But um, but that suggests that time is up. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know, but that either means he's thinking of retiring, or the Lakers are going to trade him, or well, I heard Laker trade rumors, but we actually reported that story last week about the Beverly Hills Mansion party, which is right next to a house he was building in L.A. So that's why I always thought, well, I don't think he's going to get traded because he's building well, a house in L.A. Um, but obviously he didn't. I, and the Lakers really didn't make any moves. They're probably going to sign Spencer Dinwiddie off of uh, waivers. But um, besides that, I mean, that's not a, a, a blockbuster move. Uh, besides that, they really didn't make any moves. Um, and so I don't know what sort of position they're in. Because right now they're barely in the play-in, and the West is very deep. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, the, the West. Yeah, the West is a lot different from the East this year. Although I don't think the two conferences are nearly as lopsided as they used to be. It used no, no. It used to be that the West was Way so better. much better than the East, and the East was almost like a minor league. It's not like that anymore. No. Um, all right, so the Super Bowl obviously is coming up. Uh, we, 
All right, so uh, the Niners right now are giving one and a half, and the over-under is 47 and a half. I'm not so sure about the over-under, but I really love the Chiefs. This game, I hate how much I love the Chiefs um, for a lot of reasons, some of them football reasons, some of them non-football reasons. Um, One of them, I mean, just to get to the non, uh, just to get through like, you know, the football reasons, I would say, the Chiefs have looked a lot better than the Niners. The Chiefs have really played better than they were expected to. They beat, they won two playoff games on the road against very good defenses. Against the Bills, I mean, let's not, like, people want to, like, discount that win against the Bills. I mean, the Bills were, like, one of the hottest teams in the league, were arguably the hottest team in the league going into that game. They went to Buffalo which is a tough place to play, and they beat them. Not many teams could have done that. I don't believe the Niners could have even done that. Um, and they and they made, like, Mahomes made, like, two of the best defenses look not so great. Uh, they destroyed the Dolphins at home. I get that people are really not, largely because of that game, people are kind of writing off the Dolphins. That's not... That still is a pretty big thing that they were able to just annihilate one of the better teams in the league. And it, like the Chiefs, it, like it is to me just so undeniable that the Chiefs look better. They have the better quarterback, the better head coach. Um, it, the other thing is it, like there's been virtually no downside with the Chiefs. The Niners, are we really going to forget how weak they looked? The, they, okay, they almost lost to the Packers. The Packers snuck into the playoffs. Jordan Love is a rookie. Their defense is below average at best. Uh, the Lions also have probably a below average defense. The defenses that the Niners were playing was like it was like um, they were playing makeshift defenses. If you compare them to the Chiefs, the Chiefs have played much better defenses, and it, like all of these things combined, a just make me say the Chiefs look like a better team. Another thing is that it, it sort of seems like the public is very high on the Niners because they want to be. I think that the public is rooting against the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift and how, the, you know, they sort of, like the Chiefs have sort of become this villainous team like every dynasty does. But they're so clearly the better team right now. Like, am I crazy? Well, the only things I disagree with you on, one, I, I disagree that, what you said about the Packers, the Packers were a really good team at the end of the year. They killed Dallas. They beat, they beat the chiefs. They were a really good team at the end of the year. And the Lions are a really good team. The other thing I disagree with you on is that the Packer is that the, uh, the uh, public is high on the 49ers because the, the bets are three, three to one to the chiefs. Um, really? Yeah. Um, Where did you see that? That's it's public. Like who's betting what it's just the sharp money is all on the, uh, the 49ers, but the public is all on the Chiefs, three to one. Um, but other than that, I agree with everything else you said. Um, to me, it comes down to two two simple things are in play in this game that you don't often have uh, in a Super Bowl. You don't often have it in an NFL game, but you don't often have it in a Super Bowl, uh, which is the better defense and the points is in play, and the better quarterback and the points is also in play. Uh so I, I, I completely agree that I, I, I took the Chiefs. Um, I've, I've got it at two and a half. 
Um, and I'm t- Chiefs plus two and a half. I'll take them on the money line as well. Um, I, I completely agree. You don't get the the better defense in the points is rare in a Super Bowl. Uh, the last time I can really remember it happening was uh, the Broncos and the Panthers Super Bowl, and uh, the Broncos won easily. So forget about just covering. Um, so yeah, I, I agree, and I would also take the over. I think that the 49ers defense has looked a little on the softer side in the last two games. Um, indoors, Mahomes is uh, 13 and one straight up, and 11 um, three against the spread. So um, I, I, I like the over as well. I think that they'll put up points, and San Francisco certainly has the ability to put up points as well, even with as good the Chiefs defense has been. But if uh, if you think that the Chiefs could put up 30-something, then you would only need 20 from San Francisco. Yeah. like to, I, I don't know if I would take the over over-under. I mean, I don't – I often find that when I bet a spread and an over-under, like if I'm really right on the spread, I'm often like – I often like am just way off on the over-under. So I don't know if I would actually bet it. Um, I know there's a bunch. Did you, so I do want to talk a little bit about the story with Christian McCaffrey's mom. Uh, she went on a podcast and said that and basically trashed Christian or Christian McCaffrey and Olivia Culpo, who he's dating for not buying for not buying her suite. But it turned out that they actually bought her a suite as a surprise. Yeah. So she was on the she was on her podcast and she was on her podcast and um uh she was saying that uh christian she was the, the quote she used was money bags christian and money bags olivia olivia colpo his girlfriend weren't buying her a suite and then it turned out you know she was being an asshole about it you know spoiled brat basically and then it turned out that olivia colpo had bought it as a surprise and then basically she had to come out and say it. Um, this is so stupid. Like the, I, I feel like the mother is just like so was being like so entitled, especially because McCaffrey makes $16 million and it's, it was 2.5 million for a suite. So he would give up a quarter of his salary for 2.5 million for a suite. Yeah. For a suite at the game is 2.5 million. So he's giving up a quarter of his salary. And also your husband was a professional NFL player. So, you know, wh- why did he not get, uh, you know, chastised as well? Yeah. Um, I, I, this was just like, this was such an asshole move. I think it's an asshole move to say that publicly. Yeah. But also, it's in Vegas. It's an indoor stadium. It's not like you're going to, it's not like you might sit out in the cold or something like that. Right. It, but also, but like, how do they hide that? Like, did they tell, did they tell her where they, did they give her like a fake seat or something? Like what? I'm no, a little confused. I don't know if she had, yeah, I don't know how that worked, but, um, or maybe she sold her ticket or whatever was going to sell her ticket. Yeah. I mean, if I, I, I will say if I was a parent, if I was like a family member of, somebody playing in the Super Bowl who makes a lot of money, I probably yeah. would want to have a suite. Although the thing is, I did not know that they literally cost two and a half million dollars. I, I no. That's insane. 
How wait like so wait wait I do have one legitimate question. The Mah- the chief suite with uh Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all of those all of that. How much does that suite cost? I don't know. I think they were going for 2.5 million each. Oh, so each suite so I assume they probably like split like like split it cuz there's a bunch of people in there. I mean, suite. I'm sure she could swing it. Yeah. I, I she but yeah, I, it's also it's just, that's just an outrageous price. Um, it's an outrageous price, but people are willing to pay it. Obviously, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of prices, in, especially at sporting events, are just often outrageous. I mean, yeah. like to sit behind the like to sit behind home plate at Yankee Stadium is an insane amount of money, and unless you have like a crazy amount of expendable income, I don't see how it's worth it. In well, a lot of cases, that. especially in baseball, you're outside. I'd rather watch the game on TV. But, like, well, forget about behind home plate. Like, say that a a a, a ticket costs forty dollars, right? Even to sit, you know, at a Met game. How does a family of four, right? You have forty dollars, forty, eighty, a hundred, sixty dollars for tickets, and then it's you know you have two kids that want two sodas. That's another fifteen bucks, like. Pretzels are like another twenty bucks. Like it, you're you're spending two hundred. You got park if you're if you're someone who drives to the game. At most games, like fifty dollars. It's like three hundred dollars just to go at to a baseball game. Like yeah, or in some places it's. By the ridiculous. way, a few years ago, I went to a Yankee game with my friends, um, that I worked with, and it's three years ago almost. And I don't know if you've ever tried driving to the Bronx. It is like a horror movie. They basically, it's like playing a video game. They block off every little thing. Every, everything is blocked off. Like every street in the Bronx is like blocked off and I have no idea where to go. It, right. And I ended up, and it was, um, and it was a double header. And this was when, I, I, th- I think they still do this where like the double header each inning is like seven innings or do, yeah, do they still do seven that? Innings. Each, yeah, the double headers are seven innings. Yeah, they still do that. Okay. So yeah. it was, so I was going to game two, I think it was. Uh, of this of the Met Yankee game, right? And I ended up like, not only did I have to like park far away from the stadium, walking distance, but kind of far. I paid like forty dollars for the parking. The parking was more expensive than the ticket, and I ended up and getting to getting into the stadium. There were st- still mobs of people outside of the stadium who didn't even get in yet. I thought after I thought it because I got there late, maybe I'd be able to get in. But it was the opposite. I, I was in. I, I mean, I was waiting there forever, and I ended up not even getting into the game until like the fourth inning. I missed like half the game. <laughs> it just, it just because you know, in the Bronx, they just close off everything. Get, going to City Field is a lot easier. I mean, right. there, there's always like in in the Bronx, there's always a cop there that is just like this way, this way, like I'm like I have to go this way, like. City Field at least has a parking lot. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, but yeah, so it's, it's ridiculous how much it costs to go to games now. So, and you know, if you can't get into a Nick game, Ranger game, but you know, don't even get me started about that because it's a hundred fucking dollars to get in to those games on on uh, StubHub or whatever. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it, it very often is just not worth it unless somebody is comping a ticket. Like, oh, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go? I would do it. But I'm not going out of my way to go to sporting events. Like, like it, it to me, it, it, unless it's a really, really big game and I want to experience the atmosphere, most of the time, 
it is just not worth it. I would just, I can watch the game on TV and I'm fine with that. Like, um, yeah, I also, I also want to get into a little, um, Patrick Mahomes dad. Wait, hold on a second. So there's a bunch of prop bets, but first I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes' dad, Pat Mahomes, former pitcher on the Mets. Uh, he got arrested for a third DWI or DUI. I don't know. So a DWI is like a step worse than a DUI. Is that it? Yeah, because you have to be actually drunk. So what counts as drunk? 0.08. But 0.08 would be a DUI. No, you could be... Um... You you could you could be under like DUI you could be under the influence of anything. Oh, I see. DWI is specifically uh, alcohol. Um, yeah. So, but let's you know that's neither here nor there. What what happened was he was he was going to he was at like some outpost in Texas wherever the fuck they live, and he was he said he was at a bar watching a few games, and then he was got pulled over because he was driving so slow, and he had an open cores light in the uh, center console. Uh, which a you could get arrested for, um, even if you're not drunk. Just on that. Uh, B if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, risk jail, uh, you might pick want to pick a better beer than Coors Light. <laughs> um, and three, so then he, they they pulled him over, and his license had expired in twenty twenty two. Which when when you're also like when you're somewhere like that where he probably drives to go everywhere he goes, having a driver's license expired for more than a calendar year. I don't know when in 2022 it expired, but having it expired for more than a calendar year is insanity. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, this is also his third one, so he's facing two to ten years in prison. Like the thing is, it's like, it, like you said before, it's like, like now that, like to me, DUIs are like the delay of game of crimes. Like it is just the, the stupidest thing that you right. can be doing. It, it, it is like. You can get an Uber or a Lyft or whatever the you know all sorts of like services, especially when you're Pat Mahomes who has I'm sure a lot of money, right? Uh, and I mean, I don't understand like the need to. I don't know. Do you know what he uh, what his BAC was? I don't. But um, but the 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 issue with the also an issue with a DUI or a DWI is. It's not like, you know, like you, it's not like another crime where like you commit a crime or whatever. And then you could have some defense or some gray area where like, there's no like defense or gray area. Once it's proved that you, you know, were under the influence and you, there's probably body camera footage showing like the open uh, container of beer. Like there's no defense or anything. And him driving just probably erratically. Well, he was driving slow. They said, they right. Said he was so, driving. but what I'm saying, but when, but inebri- inebriated drivers probably, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I can imagine disproportionately drive slow. Yeah, I mean, and and driving slow is is almost as bad as driving fast because it then is. cars try and get around you and they get Depend- into like lane. when people drive slow on the highway. That I mean, if you see people go like 50 miles an hour in the left lane, everybody's trying to go around you. It, it is right. absolutely dangerous. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he was driving on a highway or not, but if you look at his mugshot, did you see how? In the, did you see how drunk he looks? Yeah, like yeah. you can just tell from that picture alone. Yeah, and 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 like you said, like there's no excuses now. With it's so easy to get Uber, Lyft, you know, anything, especially like when you're Patrick Mahomes' father. 
there's there's no excuse for anyone to do to commit a DUI now. It's so dangerous for for yourself and for other people, and it's you know there, there's no uh, there's no excuses any you know anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for him at all. Right. Right. And also like just drive, like having an open, like drinking, literally drinking while driving. You've already been, dri- you literally literally. Been driving and you've already been arrested twice for it. Yeah. Like, like you'd think that he would at least learn at some point, but also it's not just that this also happened at like the worst possible time. It like well, like, I mean, like, like, this is the worst possible time he could have gotten it. Like, if you did that in any other time of the year, like if you did this in the middle of July, it wouldn't matter that much. It's that it's in the run up. It, it's like coming. It, it, it's that he did it within like a week of the Super Bowl. No, also like mean, the Super Bowl. But what about uh, the last Super Bowl? They or the last where they lost. Andy Reid's son killed somebody. Yeah, heard, Britt Reid. Yeah, Britt, Britt Reid uh, killed. Before, so they, they've got a history of. Uh, of um, uh, fuck you up. So I guess if you believe if you believe that, like if something bad happens the next, that before the game, then the Chiefs are going to lose. Then maybe you should take the forty. Yeah, but but I think but I think in this case it's bigger because I think Pat Mahomes is a bigger part of the Chiefs than Britt Reed was. Like Pat Mahomes is like constantly in the box, and there's always videos right, of right. him on social media and all right, that. Right, Britt right. Reed, nobody would even recognize. He was a coach on the team, though, but um. Yeah, but but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it could fuck up the mental state of the coach. Um, the other thing I want to say, even though, like obviously I have no sympathy for anyone who drives drunk or whatever, but the, when they do the field sobriety test, one of the things they ask you to do is uh, is um, recite the alphabet backwards. Who could do that sober? Yeah, I don't know anybody. I can't do the alphabet without singing the song in my head. Front words. Who could do it backwards? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I didn't know that. I've never actually been pulled. I've never been asked to do a field sobriety test. No, but I've, I've heard that one used. I don't know if they still use that one, but they definitely used it a that's while pretty, ago. That's pretty crazy. Wait, uh, Mahomes Sr. agreed to perform standardized field sobriety tests and displayed four clues of intoxication during the horizontal gaze. How do you say that? Nist- nystagmus eye test? Five clues during the walk and turn test, and two clues during the one leg stand, according to police. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, thank God he didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, least. if God forbid he ended up killing somebody, I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. Uh, like, like Brit, like uh, Britt Reed did. Yeah, he he be he 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 be doing real hard time. Yeah, and and he could still. Get prison time, although something tells. Well, he's going to get prison time. He's two to ten years is the minimum. Yeah, so he's a minimum of two years on the third one, but he could do ten. Probably one to Don't 10. you think he could maybe take a plea bargain? The minimum though is two years for the sentence. Oh, I see what you're saying. This is his third one. Yeah, so he's he can a, take a plea bargain, but he still like, has a minimum. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts. Um, and me, I mean, I guess it's the only way he's going to learn. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, don't be like Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have this. Uh, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about this Las Vegas mayor. We talked about the stadium location for the A's. Um, I don't. I don't know exactly what, what exactly did she say. 
She said she just said that it makes no sense, right? Yeah. So the the the, the plan right now is to put it where the Tropicana is, which is on the Strip. The only thing that I don't um, understand how she has jurisdiction over, and I guess I'll figure it out. I guess maybe a producer knows more, but technically the any hotel on the strip is not in Las Vegas. It's in paradise. Yes, that's true. Actually. So I don't know why she has, um, I don't know if she has jurisdiction over it, but so they apparently Vegas gave um, the A's a, a proposal when they first went to move there in uh, old town, Las Vegas, which if you've been to Vegas recently, um, old town, Las Vegas um, is been really done up and they've put like the, the Cirque, which has the biggest, um, sports book in the world that they put in old town, Las Vegas. Um, anyway, they, they had a, a plan there for the uh, stadium and the A's said no to it. And they, they want to put a smaller one at Tropicana. And the mayor said that it doesn't make any sense. And she said that they should try and stay in Oakland instead. Um, she's a hundred percent right. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's a big, you know, they put a lot of stuff there. They put, the Sphere, they put Fountain Blue, which is a, a big hotel resort there. It's, it doesn't make any sense because you already have people there complaining about how bad the traffic is in the area, um, things like that. To put the stadium there doesn't make any sense. And it, this was a stupid idea to begin with. They should have never moved the team like this. Um, they should The guy should have just sold the team or built a new stadium. Um I, it's, you know, I don't like owners that, you know, not to sound like Bill Simmons, but I don't like owners that just whine and say, oh, we're going to leave and then just get public funding for a stadium. Um, they would have gotten public funding either way. From Oakland. They didn't yeah, get public funding. Right. I'm saying, though, but the, like, so, I, you know, I think that I agree that they should stay in Oakland. I think most people think they should stay in Oakland. I don't watch baseball a lot, but they, the, I, from what I've seen, a lot of people want them to stay in Oakland and – if you go to – if you, I've seen people in Vegas say that they like the Golden Knights much better than um, – much better than um, the Raiders because the Golden Knights were organically grown in Las Vegas and right. the Raiders were plunked in there. And the Raiders also like don't – if you ever watch a Raider game, they don't – there's not a lot of um, – there, there's not um, – there's not a lot of uh, main Raider fans there. Yeah, like wait. So the A's owner had a structure in place to build a stadium by the water, but it was rejected by a local government. Uh, by the water in Oakland. Yeah, in Oakland. Okay. Um, I am on the Bill Simmons train. Uh, I would yeah. say I think billionaires pay for their own fucking stadiums. <laughs> That's. What about, I am firmly on that in that camp. Well, what about the deal? What, George Steinbrenner said he was going to move the team to New Jersey, which he would have never done. By the way, they would have never done that. But now they don't fucking pay tax, the Yankees. That's ridiculous as well. Like, Yeah. I, I why, mean, should to, why should I have to pay a tax on my salary? And they make billions more not have to pay tax. Right. So, so, I, so I'm, I'm very much in, in the camp of like they should pay for their own stadiums. But, I mean, there, it's that's going to be the case no matter what. They're gonna be, there's going to be public funding no matter where they go. That's not well, really the cool. argument of, 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 of the owners or, or whatever is that, well, it brings a lot of revenue to the area. But if you've ever been to this stadium in Oakland, which I have, there's nothing around it. So what's I can see, like, if you build an, a district around it, but um, in that area, there was nothing around it. Maybe the waterfront proposal had it, but it's not like, I, I, I agree, they should, they should pay for it. And I don't understand, like, it seems like the baseball fans – a lot of major league baseball 
players I've seen. And now the Vegas mayor, even Las Vegas, are against them moving there. Well, I mean, but but like you said, it's technically not in the city of Las Vegas and the mayor doesn't have a say. But it doesn't mean that – but 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 I'm not saying that she has a say, but I'm just saying that the, the person that owns the A's seems to be on a hill alone. But no – well, the thing is, no, because I think a lot of teams from Oakland – I mean, don't forget the Raiders also just moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. I think that Oakland is just not the best city to have a sports team. Like that's just what it seems like. No, it is the stadium though. But Vegas isn't the the best either. They don't fill the stadium the same. They don't have organic fans, which I just said. They, they yeah, they no, like no, the, you're right. They don't. Better. But I mean, it, that may very well be true. So why don't they just build? They should just make a team in Oakland in um, Vegas instead of moving a team. They should keep the A's there and move and make an expansion team. Nobody's saying they shouldn't have a team in Vegas. I have no, just, yeah, I have no issue yeah. with with an ex, with expansion teams. Although you would have to add at least one more. If well, they if should go were. to Nashville as well. But um, yeah, they, yeah, or Charlotte or whatever. Because a lot of these cities that were previously the middle of nowhere are now uh, a lot more industrialized and a lot more populated. So I, I don't really care where any team <laughs> is. I don't really care if there's a, if there's a team in Oakland or not. I can understand though. Why I feel about the Oakland A's the same way I feel about the Pac-12. I feel bad for A's fans who want there to be a team in Oakland. Uh, But it's also undoubtedly true that for whatever reason, I don't know if it was a location or the team just not being good or or whatever the case may be. The point was the way it was working at the time just wasn't working. It was not profitable. And they had to make some type of change, whether it was – whether it was move cities, build a new stadium, I don't know what it was. I, I'm not familiar with California, but, but it, it's, also, it's very obvious to me they had to make some type of change. And the thing is, is that whenever, it, whenever you have like the lowest, I mean, the A's had by far the lowest attendance of all the teams. But there's a in, bunch in of the, reasons for that, and one of, of course, the reasons, obviously, but, I'm just saying, but, I can understand why that leads owners to say, okay, we're okay. moving cities. But one of the reasons is one of the reasons was that the owner doesn't spend any money. So, yeah. when they, but so when they moved to Vegas, I saw people say, "Well, why would they want the team in Vegas? Because they already have a Triple A team in Vegas. This would be a Triple A team in Vegas. Because if he doesn't spend money, he's not going to spend money." The yeah. last time that Major League Baseball did this, Montreal moved to Tampa, and I don't think that anybody can say that that was that great of a move because they can't fill. Montreal the same moved to Washington D.C. Who who went? Some, who the hell went to Tampa? Um, no, but the, the the Ray the Devil Rays were they were always in Tampa. Okay, let's talk about Tampa then. Tampa doesn't spend any money, and they can't um, they can't fill a ballpark in um, in the playoffs. Okay, Tampa was an expansion team. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they can't fill a ballpark in the playoffs. So when a team yeah. doesn't spend money, because they were horrible for all those years. So yeah. I don't understand why this is going to be that big of a difference. A, first of all, it's a dying sport already on its own. That's not and, true. Oh, Baseball is not a dying sport. Well, baseball's fallen way behind. Baseball has – no, no, no. Baseball is not a dying sport. Baseball is a growing sport just like every other sport is growing. They've grown at a slower pace than, say, football and basketball. But that doesn't make it a dying sport. It still is popular in many local markets. I mean, baseball is probably the most popular sport in the New York market, arguably. Baseball or football, I would say. Um no, no, baseball's not – I think people overstate their case when they say baseball's a dying sport. I think baseball is 
has just not grown the same way football has. Like, I, I think those two things are different. Baseball is has a, a, a gigantic issue with a team like the Athletics in that it's stupidly doesn't have a salary cap. So baseball is going how how can how can the Pittsburgh Pirates, Oakland A's, um, you know, pick another one? The the, the Rays are okay because they do the analytics stuff. But how could teams like that, Cincinnati Reds, they'll never be able to compete ever, ever, ever because they don't have any money. And same thing, the Montreal Expos had no um, no attendance, but anytime they got good players, another team would just buy them. So those, baseball's a problem because you're going to have the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox are always going to be at the top and the rest of them will always be at the bottom. And that's why the sport's not that good. It, I no don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just that it's slow-paced. It's naturally less entertaining than football and basketball. It's uh, less popular for young – I mean, I guess that, that could there's hurt There's no parody in baseball. Do you agree there's no parody? Yeah, but the yeah. same thing is true of bat- – you could say the same thing about the NBA. People say but, that about the NBA. Come on. People say the same thing about the NBA. But the Warriors have gone down right now. Yes. Okay, the the Dodgers will never go down because the Dodgers just buy everybody. The Yankees will never go down. As much as their fans think, whatever, the Yankees have been an amazing team for the last 30 years. They haven't had a losing record in sure. 30 years. That's unbelievable. That, that, so, that is true. Although in baseball, there are times when teams, uh, when teams that were previously awful in just a couple of years rebound to be playoff teams, namely the Orioles and the Diamondbacks this year. Watch what happens to the Orioles in a year. When, yeah. when their guys are off contract, maybe. they'll lose all of them. Maybe. Maybe, maybe they will. All I'm saying is that, like, I don't disagree with what you're saying about the parity of baseball. I'm just saying people often say the same thing about basketball. In fact, people say the same thing about almost every sport. People are people, – everybody often say – people often say that, like, they hate super teams or they hate – or they hate favorites and love underdogs and all that. But I, I think the truth is people often like favorites. I, 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 or at least are attract, not, not, I don't mean by root for them. I mean, like want to watch the best teams often. I mean, for years, people have said that about college football. I mean, I don't follow hockey enough to really know, but I, I think that's a, just a pretty common criticism of a sport. I think hockey is, has no power, but like, like, I don't think that's unique to baseball. Well, but they, they, it's stupid that they don't have a salary cap. It's ridiculous. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I kind of get that point a, uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, look, baseball's in a sort of funny position, but you also baseball is very local. It's popular locally often, and and by the way, what you're saying about Tampa, some cities just aren't great sports cities, and are yeah. never going to be. I mean, I don't know what percentage of Tampa are just New Yorkers that move down, but a lot of them are, and they're not Rays fans. Well, the, the the stadium's in a horrible place too, but it's it's uh, in a bad area. But so is yeah. so is in a bad Yankees. area. So is Yankees. No, 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 no. It's not. It's in a, a bad area accessibility wise. Oh, I see. Not it's as in, in Petersburg, which is not in Tampa Bay, and then it's far out there. And yeah, the, well, the, the 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 hockey arena is there, but the hockey arena only has to fill fifteen thousand. Right. They have to fill forty thousand. So. Right. I, I mean, it is sort of a miracle to me that Florida even has hockey teams. Yeah. Or any, or any city south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> yeah. Like That has always been pretty amazing to me that that even exists. Sir. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So I do want, speaking of 
people getting drunk. Uh, we do have this video of a drunk guy who is not Pat Mahomes climbing <laughs> up the Vegas uh, sphere. Uh, we have that video, right? Doesn't know how to get down. <laughs> so, yeah, so he just he climbed all the way up and got stuck there. Well, yeah, well, it happened yesterday, but it's so he climbs up. There was there was videos of him like from above while he was climbing up. But then, if you think about it, the way it's a circle, like yeah, you can get up there because you can sort of push yourself up. But now, what are you going to do when you're at the top of it? Because the only way you could really, obviously, people ca- that you know the police came and arrested him, but the only way he could have got down was to slide down it. So uh, this was a very funny video. Um, I like these like guys who do stuff like this, like the daredevil stuff. Like, do you, I don't know if you remember, but when they, when they first built the uh, world trade center, the, not the old one, the new one, uh, there's a guy like parachuted off it. Um, it reminds me of that, like just morons doing, uh, but at least he had a parachute. That's way less moron. Yeah. This, this guy was just on a moron. Sphere, not knowing how to get down. It, it, you know, listen, it's super bowl week over there. Uh, the drinks have been flowing. Definitely. Um, and, um, it's 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 fun. Like I, I like this video. I, the sphere, by the way. I have you seen the videos from like the concerts there? They're insane. Like I have to see go to the sphere. Like it's it that's definitely on the bucket list. Even though it is a James Dolan owned um, property. Do you think people who uh, who get banned from the garden would they not be allowed in the sphere as well? Oh, because it's it's owned by the same person. Yes, yeah, probably not. I mean, he probably has the not same. Not necessarily, unless, unless unless like if you're banned from the garden, you're banned from the garden. I don't know of anybody banned from anything owned by James Dolan. Yeah, well, Radio although City, it sounds like something he would do, I, I don't think that's how it works. I think it was because I think they were banned from Radio City. Yeah, because remember the lawyer didn't get into that Radio City performance, so he got kicked out when her kids were in there. So probably you wouldn't get into the sphere, but. Um, Wait, so apparently the guy who climbed the Las Vegas fear was an activist and was trying to raise money for a homeless pregnant woman. What? I don't know if he... He didn't have any... uh, On the New York Post. I don't don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that one was true, but it was... Well, remember the woman climbed up the uh, Statue of Liberty a few years ago on 4th of July? Yeah. You remember that? I, um, it, I mean, basically what I'm saying is don't climb monuments. <laughs> that's that's basically what we're saying. Try to avoid it if you can. Try and avoid it. But I do like the sphere. The sphere is sick if you see, like, any of the videos of it. The outside looks really cool when they put stuff on it. And then the, the inside, just when there was concerts. I mean, it was a U2 concert, so I wouldn't go there. But uh, the concerts just look insane. Like, it's just like a – inside and then if they put something up like on the screen or something it just surrounds the whole area it's it's crazy right um yeah yeah that's that that's a yeah vegas is a pretty crazy place (laughs) it's like a city with all these casinos and strip clubs in the middle of a desert basically yeah i mean and now there's like there's so much they've done they put so much more there like adele has a residency like all these nice restaurants like vegas is really like on the up and up now it's 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 crazy how nice it's become and now they've got all these the sports teams and the um super bowl you would never think like 10 years ago that the super bowl would be in vegas because gambling was so taboo even 10 years ago 
Yeah, it was it, it was so taboo that I mean that that might have been the biggest reason teams didn't want to have uh, teams it, professional teams weren't there because of the yeah. gambling aspect of it. Now it's like so different. It's like it's talked about openly. Yeah, it's 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 promoted. They're they're, they're partnering with the leagues. Like it's 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 um it's very like. Uh, it's it's very odd, like that. Only a few years ago, you wouldn't you would never even dream of it in Vegas. Yeah, and you probably get a lot of the events in Vegas. Yeah. Um. Wait. So I do want to get into. Do, do you have any Super Bowl prop bets that you want to that you have? Yeah, I do. I do. I have a couple. Um. So I'll tell you my favorite. My favorite bet is um. My favorite bet every year is it's normally the same odds every year is uh the game to go to overtime which you can get at plus 900 every year. And the reason I like that bet is if it hits, you basically cover any losses that you take during the game because you hit a plus 900 bet. Um, I got very close two years ago. Um, Cincinnati was down three and had the ball at the 50-yard line, if you remember, before they didn't get it on fourth down. Uh, I was very close because I actually had Cincinnati in the game. And so it wouldn't have mattered to me if they had lost because I could cover my losses. Um the other one I liked was at plus one seven, uh, plus one ten. I like this one as well, which is uh, at plus one sorry plus one twenty on Caesars. Uh, Pacheco to score before Christian McCaffrey. Um, I really like that bet. Um, getting plus odds on that. And the other one I really liked was plus one fifty for the longest reception to be longer than the longest field goal kicked. So in other words, you know. Long, I actually like that one too. Five yard field goal, then you need a fifty six yard reception or an up. Um, I really do like those ones. Um, color of the Gatorade. I think that you're crazy if you don't go with red for the color of the Gatorade. Both teams wear red. Um, I, I feel were, like that's, were the odds equal for the color of the Gatorade? Uh, I haven't seen that one on um, Caesars yet, but I think they put that one up late. And. Uh, I think you are right uh, that they are. Uh, I'm having a very hard time finding the uh, national anthem odds. Yeah, I don't think they do it anymore. Yeah, well, remember that one. Remember that one. Uh, Narc thought he was being like helpful when he when he timed the uh, practice. Do you remember that a couple of years ago? Yeah, and, and I think that might be why. Down because he figured it out. It's like. He, he, he's so stupid, that guy. Like, you should just put all your money on it. And not- right. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, red but is at plus that 550. That a really easy thing to do. Red is at plus 550. I don't know how you don't take red. Both teams are red. <laughs> I mean, So, want to hear something funny? On FanDuel, orange is plus 300. Blue is plus 370. Yellow, lime, or green is plus 390. Purple is plus 390. Red is plus 550. That's what I'm saying. Water or clear is plus 750. <laughs> and I also, um, I, yeah, I don't know. So I like that one. And I, I also like um, more field goals. More field goals kicked. So it's it's will there be more sacks or field goals? And I took... I would take field goals at plus one forty-five. I, I think you know I both so quarterbacks. Too. Both quarterbacks aren't aren't like like Mahomes. I I I I know that the the better defensive line. Obviously, they have Chris Jones on Kansas City, but the better defensive line is San Francisco, and Mahomes doesn't really get sacked. Yeah, he avoids sacks. Move around. So I, I like the field goals on that one. Um, 
And then also there's a pick between what will be more the length of the longest field goal or the total points scored. And I think you would probably like length of longest field goal on that if you're not even going to take the over. Because the longest field goal indoors could be like 56. Right, but is it um, – I don't know. That's a tough one. But uh, those are ones I like, um, and then I'm 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 a I'm an avid uh, avid tails never fails guy. Really? Yeah. Tails, interesting. I think all right, maybe I don't know. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll think about it. City. Do you remember? Is, we is there a Taylor one? Swift prop bet? Number of times they show her, or there's got to be. Um, uh, let me find it. But do you remember we did that in Atlantic City on the? Uh, Kansas City Tampa game we had we had the coin toss. How long? Oh, uh, from Super Bowl three years ago. Yeah. Yes, we I lost. Um, I'm not seeing any on Caesars. Maybe Nick can find one, but um, but there has to be a lot of Taylor Swift one. This is an odd, another odd one, which I think is really stupid. Is who do you think the most bet player to win MVP is? Mahomes. No. Who? Kelsey. The most bet on, but it's a stupid bet because it's almost impossible for for Kelsey to win MVP because every time that Kelsey scores a touchdown, it would have to be thrown by Mahomes. But not yeah, every time I mean, Mahomes scores a touchdown it has to be to Kelsey. So mathematically, how how do you have Kelsey? Well, I guess you yeah, it's very unlikely Kelsey would win. The only way you could he would he could do it is like if, if he got two yard checkdowns and then ran them eighty yards each time. But every time that he makes a play, it's going to be thrown by Mahomes. So, yeah, so you would think Mahomes, just like okay, I think the only that way it, that would happen would be if Mahomes has like a bad game. Same way, it's the same way when like it's the same way when like a quarterback is up for the Heisman and his receiver is also up for the Heisman. It's like, well, how can the receiver win? Oh yeah, that was right. the one that they looked at was Travis Kelsey proposed, which I think was two to uh, twenty to one or sixteen to one. Um, I don't see how you can bet on that. Well, here's the question that I have. So the initial bet was if they, if if the chiefs win, will he propose? Um, And so my question is if the chiefs lose, do you get the money back for that bet? Or are you also betting them to win? Because it's, if they win, I think think it's like, I think it's probably like a parlay. Right. Right? Because they need to win. I don't know. That's a good question. If they win, but um, yeah, and then also six to one will uh, Taylor Swift mentioned by the MVP in their speech? No, um, no, there's no I way. Know. I highly well, doubt well, he'll mention. Travis he might Kelsey, hand to Travis Taylor Swift, Swift, but I don't think he'll mention Taylor Swift. If Travis Kelsey wins the MVP, he should not mention him because she didn't mention him when she won her Grammy the other day. True. So he gets thrown right back at her. But, but like, I don't think it's so much throw it right back at her. It's like there's already so much attention on the relationship. Why would he want to just fan, like, just make it an even bigger story than it already is? Right. Um, and then also plus 130, will will they kiss? Um, and I, I don't understand. That, that bet I don't understand, which is Will Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey appear in a commercial. I don't get how you could bet that because won't somebody already know that? Yeah. Because the commercials are all set up already. Right. And the answer um, is, I would say probably not. I would say probably. Uh, I would say no, I probably know. not. But I don't know. I don't know. Some of these bets are just weird. 
Yeah, but, I, I I love the Super Bowl prop bets. Um, yeah, but, I mean, those are, those are my favorites. But like Taylor Swift, I think is going to be a huge a huge part of the storyline. Of course, she's going to be a gigantic part. But I also think I think that at first I thought that she was getting. I thought that you know her fans are a little ridiculous, over the top. But I think they it's are. now gone the opposite way, where I think that the people that get annoyed about her coverage are over the top now. It's really not yeah. – like we said, she was on camera for 45 seconds the last game. It's not well, that Well, hold on. I will, I will say for a second. That doesn't make the point you think it does. 45 seconds uh, to be showing Taylor Swift uh, on a football game is a really long time. Nobody gets – who else gets even not close to that? Not the whole game. I know, but what I'm saying is – no, no, no. I don't disagree with your premise. I'm just saying I don't think that particular point proves anything. But there's a few things. I think that hating on Taylor Swift or whoever the most famous celebrity is at the time is always a fashionable thing to do. Often – because Taylor Swift gets criticized usually because of her fans or for otherwise very silly reasons. I mean, I'm not going to criticize Taylor Swift – because her fans are crazy. I mean, it's not her fault if a, if a lot of crazy people like her music. Like, I don't know. Uh, every artist has a bunch of crazy fans. Like, you, Kanye has a bunch of crazy fans, too. Like, every great artist has a bunch of crazy fans. I, I don't see why it why it really matters. Nor do I think she's really culturally a negative influence in any way. She's not, like, a criminal or anything like that. She, I mean, it's, she's... The worst thing, I mean, she writes songs about breakups. Like, who cares? Like, it's, I mean, she doesn't really promote any sort of to- any sort of like toxicity to the culture or anything like that. Uh, right. But also, but 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 I, I think that also like, so no matter what, I mean, people are gonna hate Taylor Swift. Off, like I said, often for silly reasons. But I, I also think that like there is this. I think that people who, which is ninety nine point nine percent of the population don't understand Swifties or what, or some super fan of an art of a musical artist, because it seems so bizarre to most people, which is why I think that people have that reaction because it just feels like an overload of somebody who has nothing to do with the game. That's that I think is the mentality. But it's not though, because it's not because how much it's not it's not new either. How much coverage did Donna Kelsey get last Super Bowl? A lot, right? How yeah. much how much coverage how much coverage did Sister Jean get when Loyola Chicago made a tournament run? The the latch onto a story and show a person a lot is not something that's new or unique in right. sports at all. It happens all the time. No, no, I I completely agree with you. Um, I think. The reason is because it's a lot easier to hate on Taylor Swift. Who's going to hate on a 100-year-old nun? Right. <laughs> like, but, yeah. Which is, I, 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 I think that Taylor Swift, like you said, is like a polarizing figure for no reason. Like, she's not problematic. Yeah. She doesn't have issues like that. Like, I, you know, and I, again, like, I think also it might also be a case, I don't know what you think, but of the squeaky wheel being the loudest. Like, I don't know if like, that many people off of social media are that upset. And it's just like a lot of people on social media are kind of like inundating, changing narrative a lot. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like social media. A lot of it is just sort of social media outrage culture. Uh, I mean, if everybody hated her, they wouldn't, if everyone hated her, they wouldn't be covering as much because they only cover her because it brings a lot of eyeballs to the TV. And a lot of swift. I mean, I mean, and honestly, 
that's true of every Super Bowl in general. How many people watch for the commercials and the halftime show? Like the Super Bowl every year is just a bunch of people who are not football fans tuning in for that one game a year. Like that's basically what the Super Bowl is. It's sort of a pop culture event. Um, And who does the halftime show is always like this huge deal. Like that's just what the Super Bowl often is. Um, and I, I think that just in general with Donna Kelsey and Sister Jean, like I said, it, it it would just be so ridiculous to hate on them because, I mean, Donna Kelsey is the mother of two players in the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift is a pop star. It, it, you would have to be a special kind of psychopath to like hate on the mother of two football players, like like an older woman that no, would just that's, – like that would just seem so ridiculous to most people. This same thing also not – neither person was as big in their field. But also about 2016 years ago, something like that, the same exact thing happened when Tony Romo was dating Jessica Simpson. And people were freaking out that she was on TV. They showed her all the time. And then when he lost the game to the Giants um, in the playoffs, they were like, oh, he was out with Je- – you know, he went somewhere with Jessica Simpson the bye week that they had. So this is this has happened before. But that's also yeah. to say that when they were showing Jessica Simpson and stuff, that it's, this is not new just to Taylor Swift. This is not like, oh, they never show fans, and now we're showing Taylor Swift like crazy. It's just yeah. – it, it happens. Right, no, but I, I think that Swifties became interested in the NFL because of Travis – because of Taylor Swift, which is just well, undoubtedly true. Hmm? But that I, I didn't say they weren't, but I'm saying that, but that's, but that's advantageous to the NFL. Of course, that's what I'm saying. I think People that's why the outrage about it are, are not being. Right. I, I, I don't because understand the outrage about it. Anybody now. cares enough about them showing Taylor Swift to actually like not watch the game? Like people often say, "Who cares?" If that were true, they wouldn't show her. People care a lot. Um, I mean, like it's just a reality of life. Like celebrity, like what celebrities do, kind of matters. I mean, like there's a reason they show they show a bunch of like C list celebrities at Nick games. A lot of them are not right. even recognizable in public. Uh, right. I, I mean, like they would show like like people who are not half who are not even close to as famous as Taylor Swift at Nick games. Like I, I think that leagues just tend to want famous people to be at their games. That that just, I think, is just undeniable. And I don't know. Like, I don't really care if they show Taylor Swift in these games. Like, whatever. Like, I agree. It, it, it is, like, a bit of an overload at times. Like, like, yeah, I don't disagree. But I also don't care that much in general. Do you know, do you know in 19, I think it was 1980, the Bengals played the 49ers in the Super Bowl and the Bengals, that was when Boomer Esiason was the quarterback of the Bengals and the Bengals were like up four, I want to say. And it was like a minute or so left and the, the TV pans to John Candy in the scans. And then after that, the uh, 49ers went out of drive to win the game. And a lot of Bengals fans were like calling it the John Candy game because they showed him <laughs> and then everything went to shit <laughs> for the Bengals. I, the time but, that I was on a, I was playing craps. In Atlantic City, I turned around and I saw you, and then I rolled a seven. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, um, but I mean, they, yeah, so speaking they do of it. Boomer Esiason, there's this one more story I want to get to. Uh, Al Dukes booked the wrong Randy Moss 
there's a, a broadcaster who's apparently a big horse racing guy who's also yes. named Randy Moss. Yes, you didn't know him? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's huge either, apparently. He's a huge horse racing guy. I mean, I'm much more of a horse racing person. You don't like horse racing at all, but no. um but uh yeah, he's he's like the top guy on TVG or whatever you're watching to to watch horse races. But um he's one of the top guys and his name is Randy Moss TV and so Al Dukes uh um booked him thinking that he was Randy Moss, the receiver. Now this Randy Moss also did work for NFL Network for a little bit in, in the defense of um, Al Dukes. Like maybe he was looking at the resume or something. But uh, right, you saw NFL Network and thought it was the Randy right. Moss. Uh, so, but it was a very funny moment on TV because it, 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 most people do know him in the sports world. He's on Pardon My Take, you know, before the Derby and stuff always. But um he was like, Gio was like, oh, um, or um, Al Dukes was like, oh, I didn't know that Randy Moss really liked horse racing this much. And then <laughs> Gio was like, wait, Randy Moss, the receiver or the horse racing guy? And then Boomer Science was like, oh, my God, <laughs> we booked, the, booked wrong the wrong Randy Moss. <laughs> but But I also think that, like, the Randy Moss, the broadcaster guy, probably wants people to think he's the receiver. Well, yeah, I, I he, he's like, well, I think he has, like um, – uh, I think he has like the uh, um, what you call it? the um, the the same um, the same at on Twitter. Um, I don't think two people can have the same at. Like no, yeah, he has the at. I'm saying, like the Randy Moss at. No, his is at Randy Moss at Randy underscore yeah. Moss underscore TV. Right. So it's not like it was like that discernible. Um, but, um, but you know, that, that's, that's one of these funny moments. Um, I, I know Ryan Rosillo did that one time. He he booked the the guest with the wrong name, um, on one of his podcasts. Um, I forget which pod, which, which guest it was now, but, uh, he booked the wrong guest. Um, but uh, yeah, a very funny moment. Um, it, it's 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 Al Dukes' fault because he should have done his due diligence. Um, in Al Dukes' defense, he's been falling asleep at six thirty and waking up at twelve thirty in uh, Vegas, as he said, which is uh, crazy. Uh, it's crazy that they have to do the show at three o'clock in the morning out there too. Um, Four o'clock in the morning. Three. Oh, do they not do daylight savings? No, only Arizona doesn't do it. Vegas does do it. Vegas is three behind. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, this was a very fine moment, and and Randy Moss right, is. Three. I was thinking it starts at seven. Randy Moss is famous, like in in the sports world. Like, so it's 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 even funnier because like it's not like he was like, well, I'd never heard of this guy. Like, mo- like Geo knew him and Boomer knew him immediately. Yeah. Like, most people have heard of him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. R- uh, Ryan Rosilla booked. Uh, Brandon Marshall, the receiver on his show. Oh, yeah. but it turned out to be the line. And I remember he was like, he he, he was like, tell, he was saying it on um, on one of these shows. He was like, he was just sitting there. It was one of the Zoom interviews, and he was just like, hey, like, how you been doing? And like the guy was just like answering. Brandon Marshall was just like answering questions. Um, it, yeah. that, so this is that was uh, yeah that was on ESPN Radio, but it was over yeah. like a you know Zoom or whatever it was. Um, so. Uh, the very funny moments, which, by the way, that was that was one of the best ESPN radio shows, uh, SVP and Rosillo. Yeah, um, that, was. that was those were the golden days of ESPN when they had the herd and then SVP and Rosillo. So much of ESPN's 
personalities left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but herd, uh, yeah, I, 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 one time I listened to the, uh, the first episode of the herd or like the, the opening segment of the herd on, on ESPN radio from like, yeah. I think it might've been 2007 or something like that. They, they just plucked Colin Coward out of nowhere. He was doing local radio in like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I, I think he's one of the best guys on. Um, he is because he's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he, his analogies are out, are often at kind of outlandish, but they all make sense. They're really good though. They're really good analogies. Like, they they all make, make sense. sense. It's just a weird sort of connection to me. <laughs> He's he's the he's the best national radio because I'm not a huge like I, I if I if I'm listening I'll normally listen to local radio which I think in in New York and Boston and Chicago and stuff is normally better than national radio but yeah. I would listen to Cowherd um, and this is this is very funny um, he's also a t- he's he's kind of swifty himself he is he is a fan unless unless she, so maybe she should show up to the uh, Super Bowl in the backwards hat and then we'll see how much. <laughs> All right, so that's it for us. Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, So thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Moving the Goalposts.